I would like to acknowledge that the Teach Reach podcast is operating on the unceded traditional territories of the Matsky, Kwantlen, Ketsi, and Semihamu First Nations. Growing up on ancestral territory of the Taino people, and now as an uninvited guest on Turtle Island, I recognize the immense impact that the land has had on me. The land has taught me respect, reciprocity, reverence, humility, and responsibility. Through indigenous knowledges, I learned that the land carries stories, histories, medicine, and gifts that enable us to reflect and connect with ourselves and our communities. As a stories-focused podcast, I understand the value of investigating place and space to grapple with real-world issues. I seek to support the ways that indigenous peoples are using to protect their land and communities. It is my intention to continue learning how to properly honor and care for the place where I live. Welcome to Teach Reach, a podcast to explore human connections through shared stories. We teach, you reach. While I was in college in the early 2000s, I was enamored with a girl. We were exchanging letters, but it was more me sending her a bunch of poems to express the feelings I had for her. Producer, Cuda, aww, how cute. In short, I was pumping letters. She was just a reader. I was doing all this in the hopes that she would eventually be interested in dating me. We would see each other every day at school. We would hang out. But she did not have any feelings for me, really. Come to think of it, I could even say that she pitied my effort. One day, she gave me a letter when she made a visible effort to acknowledge that there might be something between us. She alluded that we could potentially date, but I was way too naive to realize that I was in fact being friend-zoned. Nevertheless, somewhere in the letter, she mentioned that instead of rushing to date, we should wait She said, patience, like moderation, feels better. There was no mention of how long the wait would be, how we would entertain that waiting period, what would be considered a successful waiting period, none of it. The main goal was to simply wait. At that time, I struggled to understand what she meant by that. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I was so clouded by my desire to engage in a relationship with her that I could not see the deeper lesson. Despite the statement being so vague and incomplete, patient feels better, there was a lesson embedded in it. I do believe that when we struggle to see those expressions, the meaning behind them, it is because they are not fully explained to us or we lack the context that they originated from. Those things are the pocket-sized version of the big lesson, but when they are not explained, we feel lost discouraged, or even frustrated. There is a reason why it is difficult to grasp those sayings. We lack patience to learn the lesson, and our teachers often lack patience to teach it to us. And before I continue, 
I'd like to clarify that this girl didn't owe it to me to teach me. No one, except in a parent-child relationship, should feel coerced to teach people anything. So, growing up, I struggled with the concept of patience, like all teenagers. My piano teacher used to tell me that I rushed too much or dragged too much. Was I rushing or was I dragging? I seriously don't know. <laughs> in the same vein, my tennis coach would mention that I get too excited to charge the net to play a volley. I make decisions too prematurely instead of surveying the court and waiting for my opponent to make a mistake. There is a tight relationship between patience and discipline. Patience requires discipline. However, patience doesn't mean latency, complacency, or resting on our laurels. Like Yusufa, my favorite French rapper says, Être patient ce n'est pas attendre. Pour moi, c'est agir en attendant. To be patient is not to wait, but to act while waiting. And for this, one has to be disciplined. Discipline is frequently portrayed as a rigid regiment, and I can understand the cynicism that emerges when one talks about discipline. But for me, discipline is sticking to your own pace. It is to have the courage to do things at your own rhythm, with care for yourself, with an open heart. About seven years ago, I studied again Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous letter, Letter from a Birmingham Jail. This letter is a sacred document in understanding the core of the civil rights movements in the United States in the 60s. It is an astonishing letter on so many levels. MLK merges his preaching prose with the urgency of action. At first, I could solely conceptualize the letter as an anti-racist plea. And it definitely is, far from me the desire to remove this central principle from the letter. However, back when I got to read the letter again, I was noticing in conversations with my students a common thread. More than ever before, they were curious about how to approach life. Maybe it was not more more than ever, but I was getting more conscious of it. Maybe it was because my eldest son was 14 or 15 at that time and I was wrestling with the idea of what could I give him as a parent so he can confront the tragedy of life. Regardless of why, a couple of things remained. How do we achieve purpose in this thing called life? Is there a mode of being that can get us to an optimal life? Through many conversations with my students, I could sense a thirst for these topics, a desire to have those questions answered. For the last seven years, I have made it a duty to read this letter every single year and to assign it to my students. There is a place where MLK describes the idea of tension, how tension is necessary. He says, I have earnestly opposed violent tension. But that is a type of constructive, non-violent tension which is necessary for growth. In many learning settings, at one point, we encounter an entangled point. A tension. When I'm learning a piece in the piano, when I'm writing a piece of poetry, when I'm teaching a lesson, I found that point to be the most charged. The best word to describe it would be fleeting. It is there... You know it's there, but it remains difficult to grasp. 
It is also the moment with the most potential. It is the point on which everything hinges. In my exploration of patience and discipline, I have learned to value that tension. Tension is not to be avoided. It is to be embraced, carefully channeled, so growth can happen. I said carefully channeled because there is a fine line between violent tension and constructive tension. Violent tension is toxic, abusive, and destructive. Constructive tension is realizing what needs to be deconstructed, what cycles need to be broken, what intervention is necessary so we can continue, whether it is in a relationship, in an organization, or within an individual. Just like tuning a guitar. Too much and the string snaps. Too little and it makes no sound. Optimizing tensions is a delicate balance. And when I'm talking about patience and discipline, this is the balancing act that I'm referring to. Thank you for listening to the Teach Reach podcast. This podcast is produced by Dr. Lemstein Productions, mixing and editing by Ian Lamb. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give us a review on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at teachreach underscore podcast. For our regular listeners, we truly appreciate your support. Thank you. You can find more information about our podcast at teachreach.podbean.com. Until next time, Kembe Lapalagi. Hang in there. Don't give up.